Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to Kevin's Barbecue Joints Podcast. This one's awesome. It's with Brad from Station One Smokehouse in Plainfield, Illinois. I went into this one thinking that I knew a lot about Brad, but it turns out I didn't know as much as I thought I knew. He has deep connections to fine dining and three and four star Michelin places. He had his own butcher shop, a whole animal butcher shop. He headed up Green Street Smoked Meats for a period of time before opening his place, and that's about 20 to 30 minutes southwest of Chicago. And he's opening up a second place, which is like the perfect time to talk to him. He talks all about the second location, which is about 20 minutes from his current location. And the awesome thing about that one is he's going to have offsets of that. He'll have two Centex 1,000-gallon pits and one 1,000-gallon primitive pit that'll be mobile. So he'll have a smokehouse, and he'll be the only one in the area cooking on an offset. It's a really great one. Brad is awesome. He's so thorough. This is so detailed. You're going to love it so much. I can't thank Brad enough for taking the time. Next time you visit Chicago or even Milwaukee, it's not that far, visit Plainfield, Illinois or Yorkville, where the second location is, and go to Station One Smokehouse. Thanks so much for listening and make sure you stay safe and visit your local barbecue joint. Good morning, Brad. How are you? Good morning. Uh, glad that we're finally connecting and getting this done. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, I'm excited. That- yeah, I'm excited too. And there's a lot of questions, a lot of a lot of stuff I want to explore. And uh, I, that tour was awesome. So thank you so much for doing that tour. And I'll put a link to that tour either above or somewhere <laughs> like tech savvy, like we are. I'll cool, try to cool. figure We're out a place to do another one of those soon. We're open location two in October. Oh, cool. That well, place well, is going to be pretty rad. I'm excited for it. Ah, nice. Well, to talk about that, let's. Well, let's first off. How do you pronounce your last name? Hudets. Hudets. Is that Hudets, a, yes, sir. What, what's the origin of that? Slovak in, in origin. Okay. Have you gone back there or have you? I, you know what? I haven't. That is on the bucket list, though. That would be That fun. would be dating back to like my great grandpa. Do you incorporate that any of that food into your daily life at all? I, I don't. Uh, no, I, I try to stay pretty traditional. That's kind of my MO. So, what Wait, would that be? A lot of like, I guess sausage and things and like, uh, krauts and I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. That. Yeah. I'm sure there'd be sausage and kraut, which I will play with a little bit come the fall. Okay. A couple months ahead of us here. Still yeah. pretty damn hot for, for that right now. It's hundred <laughs> and humid today out here. Yeah. It's pretty humid here, but we had that, uh, a hurricane yeah i'm complaining to you about heat i should just shut up <laughs> no 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 it's like texas, i think texas is like i'm in la with texas i think it's yeah i know you're in la insane. you guys uh you just had a hurricane roll through or a tropical <laughs> yeah, storm though. tropical whatever yeah it, i think okay. it went a little more east of us we got a lot of rain but it's funny because i live in woodland hills and i just saw on the news today we got 4.6 inches in one day and that's the in most, one day yeah the so they're getting for... more rain in a day than they do in a year that's wild yeah, yeah. So hopefully it helps. Hopefully it helps somewhere, but it, it did cause damage in certain places. Anyway, sure. this is this always turns into a weather podcast. But it. <laughs> but did you grow up in Illinois? I grew up in Illinois, suburbs of Chicago. Out of high school, I left, went to culinary school right away. I was down in Arizona. I oh. uh, did that, and I didn't really know where I was going to fall in. So I figured I'm going to start at the very best places that I can, and if I end up doing something different one day, I do. So I, I started in like four star, three Michelin star restaurants, and and did that for a better part of a decade uh, before I found and fell in love with Texas barbecue. Did you work in Arizona at restaurants or were back? In no, Chicago? most of it was in Chicago, stronger, uh, stronger market. So that's where I did my internship uh, at a French four-star restaurant called Le Nomad coming out of culinary school thinking I knew a thing or two. I wasn't cocky. Didn't think I was the best, yeah. but holy hell did I underestimate how little did I know. And how I, was I that got experience? my ass kicked for, for a couple of years. 
So that was, it, it was tough. It was like one of those kitchens that was. Yeah. My very and... first job on my very first day of my internship, I had a case of Roma tomatoes and I was told to pour one end and put an X on the other side. And then I had to blanch and shock them. Then I had to peel the tomatoes and dice them. So I did all that, bring it to the chef. He's like, okay, great. He's like, where's all the insides of the tomatoes? I'm like, you didn't say anything about them. I threw them away. I got screamed at so loud and so hard in front of, uh, like the whole kitchen stops when there's uh, like a, just the slightest noise. And he's just mother effing me in front of everyone because I threw away like the the juices and the, the seeds of the, the tomatoes. I had to go through a garbage can in front of everyone, pick it as much of it out as I can just for him to grab it throw it right back in the garbage can and, and, and read me that you never, ever, ever throw anything away. And in my mind, I'm like a 20-year-old kid. I'm like, holy hell, what, yeah, what did course. I get so myself brain, into yeah. here? I'm like, I'm going to finish the day and then I'm done. And I'm I ended up working way. for the guy for three years because I was like, you know what? F that. I'm not going to. Yeah, it, 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 it sounds like a similar me. story that I, a lot of my friends who have worked at, like, I, my friend worked for a year interning for a guy who would just, rail him all yeah yeah he said he said he'd sweat through his clothes it was so stressful oh god yeah the big old chef clothes 100 degree kitchens you're like why are we wearing these it's Uh, a different world yeah did you have you seen the uh the bear what's that the bear i've seen the bear i I think uh i'm somewhere in season two early on and i've kind of fallen off i need to get back on i fell off but i love how they pay tributes to some uh chicago restaurants Mm -hmm. and also Uh, to it's restaurants i've been at or some places i've worked so that's fun to see yeah, that's cool. And it's also that stress level, like that level that he was like when it flashes back to his days of like, yeah, I'm, yeah. Assuming, I'm assuming he's talking about Noma and, mate, and like a French laundry type restaurant that he oh, worked yeah. at. But uh, yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. So, so then how did you fall in love? Did you go visit Texas or did you have it somewhere? Uh, so about 10 years in the fine dining, I, I kind of was getting burnt out on the fine dining scene, mainly because I'm working at three Michelin star restaurants, four star French restaurant. Uh, Spiaggia, best Italian restaurant in the country at the time. Uh-huh. I've heard and that. with the exception of Spiaggia, most of these chefs were either like divorced, angry, alcoholic, just characteristics I didn't want out of life. So I kind of fell out of love with fine dining. And I always, for whatever reason, ended up in the meat section of the kitchen oh, okay, with butchery, sauce making, stock making, cooking, all that stuff. Really got into meats and got into the meat field. So I went from working at a couple local meat markets that do whole butchery, not not the boxed meat, through butcher shop. And then I actually owned my own butcher shop for about four years. I didn't know that. Uh, We had a smoker there. That's when I started to fall in love with barbecue. But it led me to Central Texas Barbecue just because the roots at Texas Barbecue were from grocery stores, butcher shops, taking meats that would otherwise spoil, and they'd smoke. And I'm like, well, this this makes sense to me. This appeals to me. I'm kind of living this. And I went down to Texas, ate barbecue, never looking back. (laughs) Uh, I've eaten at some of the best restaurants in the country, maybe some in the world. Texas barbecue blew my mind as much, if not more than some of those places. That's so, Uh, but that was kind of me finding myself too. Like I, I don't like to over manipulate food. My philosophy is bring in really good ingredients and let them shine. What we do is not very complicated. I bring in the best meats I can. Mm -hmm. It's not the best business decision financially, but in the long run, you know, I'm in Illinois. There's good barbecue places are very far 
few in between here. Mm-hmm. We're growing. We're catching on. Yeah, it's hard to catch uh, up. Yeah. But we didn't need another half-ass barbecue joint. And if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it the best of my ability. So like prime meat, seek out the best ingredients, cook on the best smokers I can. Just try to do it right. You know? that, did you have some sort of lineage or some connection to uh, firefighting or firemen, or was it just that no, you found the location? I, I fell in love with Texas barbecue. The concept was always going to be Texas barbecue. I was searching for a location. Meanwhile, I got fully uh, submerged in the barbecue. I'm out at Station One Smokehouse, obviously my brand. Uh, I built up Green Street Smoke Meats. Uh, oh, okay. Dave Bonner runs it now. I mm-hmm. hired Dave. Dave's a great friend. He's doing an awesome job there. I don't know why I didn't know that you worked at Green Street. Yet. I ran Green Street. They were open maybe three, four months when I showed up. Uh, they were struggling to keep anybody in a leadership role uh, in the kitchen, Okay. Uh, mainly because the culinary director also came from fine dining and ran a military kitchen and micromanaged. Uh, so they, uh, they cycled through a handful of people, and then I showed up. Uh, and I was there two weeks and I sat that guy down. I'm like, man, you hired me to do this. Either you let me do it or you got the wrong guy. Cause he was, he was a tough cookie, a real tough cookie. Did that work? But he, he ended up letting me do my thing. Uh, and we, we built something pretty cool there. I'd still be there today unless I left to do my own thing on my own. Was that always the plan? Yeah, that was always on the back burner. After I sold the butcher shop, that's when I ended up back with Green Street Smoked Meats. Not back. That's when I went to Green Street. With the understanding in the back of my mind, this is this is my playground until I figure out my my thing. How did you find that location? I'm about 30 miles outside of Chicago, so it it was hard to leave that platform that I helped build. You know, it's now a powerhouse and and really well known. But that's that's not really what drives me. At the end of the day, I just want to cook some good barbecue and yeah. have some good work life balance and and be happy. And it's it's going well. And so that place from from the tour, I gathered that that place was um, empty for a little while. That firehouse. So yes, uh, so we stuck. We found this location. Uh, it was everything I wanted: really tall ceilings, very industrial space. But it was the town's original firehouse, which was not in usage. A couple people bought out the building and approached me like, Hey, we got the spot. We want you to see. I walked in and I'm right away. I'm like, yeah, this is it. It's a cool spot. So that's uh, that's where station one smokehouse came from. Like the idea was never, I'm not a firefighter. It's just paying tribute to the history of this building, which has been in town for a long time with the fire station. Were those doors, were those doors um, roll up doors before and then they turned them So they used to have garage doors, which they wanted to get rid of and just glass front the front of the building. I'm like, no, I want them garage doors. They wanted to get rid of them. They did. But I sold them on the fact that I told them like, guys, God forbid, but I open, what if I fall on my face? I got a big old oiler smoker sitting in back. How the heck are you going to get that out of the building? They're like, okay. <laughs> so they got me these big set. glass doors that open and close, uh, weather permitting for an open environment, which I which I love. I love that. It no, changes that's the vibe good. in there, you yeah. know. No, and it People also feels very really Texas-y too. Yeah, like public parking's across the street from us and the downtown area is one block away. But so many people stop because they hear the music, they smell the smokers running, they see the full bar, and they just like stop in their tracks and they come to us. It's great. 
That's really they cool. They may be going out to eat at the other place, but the you know. What is Plainfield like? Plainfield, uh, I grew up in Plainfield. It used to be a very small town. Uh, it, it's exploded. It's probably like 45,000 people now, which is still relatively small in the grand yeah. scheme, but suburbs of Chicago, man. But So if someone's coming, say someone flies into Chicago, because people listen to this, or they even live, live in Chicago. You're, you, if you fly to Chicago, west, whether right? you're west, Midway or, or O'Hare, you're probably 30 to 40 minutes from me. At okay. either location, and but and it's it's south it's southwest south, southwest southwest yeah. of Chicago, and you fly to south so, fly in on southwest and then go. South, you can south. fly on southwest to me, indeed, <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> and then head southwest. So when did you guys officially open? Was it two thousand? We opened December of two thousand eighteen. Yeah. Uh, which thank God I had a full year under my belt before the whole world of coronavirus that we're just going to dodge and not even talk about. Yes. Okay. Uh, so but we hit the that. ground running hard. I, I knew coming from Green Street that that would carry some weight. I just didn't think it resonate this far to the burbs. And thank God it did because we we hit the ground running and uh, we're still running. And did you guys, did you want to cook on a JNR? Was that your, were you cooking on that at Green Street? Is I that... cook on an oiler just because it's probably, or at the time was the best smoker I thought I could have been cooking on. I definitely wasn't going to go old hickory. I definitely didn't want a Southern Pride gas assist. Uh, I don't even like the electric features of the oiler. I don't use them other than the rotisserie. I yeah. just wanted wood burning. So Cook County, Will County, DuPage County, all these areas of Chicago will not let you cook on the offsets. Yeah, like LA. My yeah. location number two, I will be cooking on offsets. They are okay with it. Nice. Uh, so that's going to be a huge advantage for us over a few friends that I know that cook really good barbecue around Chicago that are kind of handcuffed uh, and not allowed to do that. So. I am extremely stoked. We got some uh, Centex smokers uh, just sitting and waiting. Oh, you have Centex. Oh, yeah, I, I got two beautiful. Centex uh, oh, from Michael a... over there. And then we we do have a primitive pit that's a thousand gallon as well that is on a trailer mobile for us. Uh, we have a BQ grill over there. So we got we got some firepower coming. You'll be doing some whole yeah. hog then? Yeah, we're doing whole hog and some direct heat cooking. Like I would love to do pork steaks, but I don't like how they come out of the oiler. So I don't do them here, but they're on the BQ grill. That will be awesome. Ah. And just a lot of versatility, you know, toys let's, to play with. Let's jump into that. But first off, what are the hours? So people, just in case they want to know, what are the hours? Yeah, food for? hours are usually 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. during the week. Weekends are 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. for food okay. or run out or sell out. Uh, we are closed Mondays. That's the only day we're closed. How are you doing? Like, so, so same. someone came in six, seven ish. Are they going to get pretty good? Um... My goal is always to make it to about seven thirty eight. If things start that falling, then perfect. I'm happy. Yeah. And again, like I'm in Illinois. I, I think we're, my big thing is paying tribute to Texas barbecue. I don't like to copy like what each store does or take their recipe or do this. I'm just trying to pay tribute. Yeah. You know, all of my meats are pretty straightforward, salt, pepper, garlic, onion, bring in the best meats I can, let them shine. Uh, we kind of flex with some of the sides and stuff that we do and mix it yeah, up. Yeah, those look good. Uh, sadly, I think Suburbanites uh, do demand a little more as far as like, I have fr a deep fryer, so we have fries on the menu, which I absolutely hate, but they're great for our wings. Yeah. We smoke the wings and then flash yeah. fry them, and we sell a ton of wings, but a heavier, larger menu than I would care for. But we do try to sell out of meats daily because we don't obviously resell day old meats or yeah, reheat yeah. them. That's I think there's enough places around outside of Texas. Again, not not <laughs> speaking whole. Some Texas places around too. where I'm at, where people 
it's a little spottier on what they're doing. Yeah, no, I. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, I got ten years of fine dining. I got probably ten years of barbecue in me. So as much barbecue as I know, I I know as much, if not more, in French and Italian cuisines. Going also, some people just, come like, just caught me, caught yeah. caught the bug, and never never has escaped. And also too, like there's because you have a full bar, people can like have yeah like yeah so like it's and yeah, also we chicago's good like, at lunch but we don't get the lunch crowds that some uh, places down there get uh so we and it's just the size of our building and all it, it it would hurt my overhead if i wasn't open lunch and dinner yeah it makes sense yeah that makes sense and so then let's talk about the new place so you said october october is the goal right now yeah we're moving it? along so that is in Yorkville. Uh, I'm rocking the burbs out here in Chicago. I'm sorry, I don't know Yorkville. I wish I. Did. That's okay. That's I. You know what? I never knew much about Yorkville when I was approached it about cool. it. But my real estate guy came to me. He's like, "Hey, I got a couple guys that reached out. They got money. They own a bunch of restaurants, a bunch of properties. They're builders. They want to build you a restaurant in Yorkville." I'm like, "Yeah, okay." It was <laughs> in it. one ear, out the other. Yeah. Uh, month goes by, same thing. Hey, let's meet with these guys. And we set up a meeting and some, I think I was short staffed, so I couldn't make the meeting and I totally forgot about them. And they called a month again and like, can we meet? And finally met them and here I am opening a second location and they serve as my landlords. Uh, so, but it was a build a suit, but it, it'll be great because the restaurant's twice the size of the one we have now. Okay. I'm used to working in tight kitchens in Chicago. And I grossly underestimated how much carry out business we do here and how much catering we do here. And I kind of have to limit myself in that respect because I don't have room to produce as much. So location two, kitchen, huge. And it'll serve as more of a commissary too oh, cool. for the both locations. Consistency, if I can't be consistent, I, I, I would be perfectly happy and fine just having one restaurant. Mm -hmm. Rather have one good one than two or three half-assed ones, you know? Oh, no, I agree completely. Is that, How far away is that from this location? So for me, it's a straight shot. It's only about 20 minutes. Okay. But uh, over there, having the Centex and cooking on offsets, I'm going to cook all my briskets over there, probably all my pastrami's over there, and run them to the other store daily. I'm going to have one store making sausages, not two stores, so we're transfer that. Uh, but the, the, the original location will still have the smoker running constantly, cooking mm. the meats that you cycle through daily. It's not going to be like you come to the other location. We're not smoking anything there. It's, it's constant, constantly we still be. But I just want if I cook better brisket on uh, on a Santex than I do an oiler, I'm, I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Are you having a yeah. smokehouse? Oh yeah, yeah. So it does have attached to the building its own smokehouse outside, which will be nice. That's cool. Uh, we'll do tours and all of that. Yeah, we have a few pits sitting in there. Wow, that'll be rad. Yeah. And, also too, and then we took our patio because I took so much case uh, space to the kitchen. We realized our bar's pretty big. I didn't put enough seating in the front. So we're turning our patio into a four seasons room with like big garage doors that open. Oh, so that's... we can utilize that year round. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. It's October, it's like right, be right, right, be before the, right before the holidays. It's going to be rolling. Yeah, I know. I know. Buckle in. Here we go. So is it going to be roughly the same menu or a little bit different over there? Or? Roughly the same menu. Okay. Roughly the same menu, like uh, I'm minor changes. Like here, we take brisket scraps; those either end in sausage, or we do like a smash burger. Uh, over there, I think I'll just do like a half pound smoked burger that we sear on the flat top or a grill to finish. Generally, it's gonna it'll have whole hog because I have the smoker over there for mm -hmm. it. I don't. I'm not gonna do a whole hog in an oiler and have rubbery pork skins. 
uh, I'll do pork steak over there. So there'll be a few differentiations, but very similar. Will be called Station One. It will be Station One Yorkville. Oh, Station One. Mainly because I'm too lazy to redo a logo and merchandise and have to carry like a bunch of T-shirts for two different stores. Nah, just Station One. Maybe their T-shirts can say Yorkville. This says Plainfield. Or are you gonna have? Are you still pay homage? You'll have some firefighter stuff at that at that location too probably right like how you have like and in the front don't you have when when you walk in you have like some some jackets and you have a hoe oh, okay yeah I mean, I that style? We here, like we have a huge american flag here which is awesome because it's built by the fire chief's son-in-law out of all like local plainfield fire hose oh that's so um cool. the 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 fire department here has been awesome they give me a lot of memorabilia if I let them, they turn it into a museum. And I'm like, guys, I want to pay tribute to the fire department, <laughs> the building, but the concept's Texas barbecue. Like, I'm of not. Of course, yeah. We, we don't dress up as firemen. I'm not a fireman. <laughs> I, I love them. I support them. Uh, I'm I mean, barbecue guy. That, I never thought about that. That's actually like, that seems like. I a, get asked a, that a lot. Yeah. Like, you a fireman? I'm like, no, no, no. We're just, it's, yeah. it's got history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. No, and, oh. and also, too, like, it's not like you could find every location wouldn't be a firehouse because, you know, not all firehouses like do they so they built a new one in that town or that city they have four they they've opened four and retired this one. Oh, do guys so that, that's over? the growth they've seen they went from one firehouse closed that down opened a new one and now they have four of them around town four wow that's yeah so, so you guys are growing yeah it's a, it's a decent sized town yeah that's cool so and we, you... we draw from all over i mean i get people in from chicago every single day i get people from every suburb around chicago land it takes time to play. build a brand i've noticed and i learned that at green but we're about five years into it and and here I am talking to you, I Daniel Vaughn, in a couple of weeks. It's just like, yeah, how was that? Right. Yeah, I was gonna we're, say, we're how getting was there. How was that happening? We're getting there. That was awesome. That was really cool. I met him years back at Green Street Smoke Meets, and I've seen him at a couple of the festivals and what have you. But having to come to my location or my shop was uh, made me feel good. It was kind of validating. Like, mm-hmm. you're on the right path, buddy. Were you there? Oh, hell yeah, I was here. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> usually here. I may or may not have known he was on his way to me from Green Street Smoke Meats. Okay. Because uh, Dave over there is still a very close friend. He's like, hey, just heads up, you may have a visitor today. <laughs> That's always like, no, I didn't know if you were like after running a, because, you know, people are busy and people that aren't always in their store. Yeah, right. Time. I mean, especially opening a second location. I yeah. backed off a lot here. Uh, I have good people in place. I, I try to stay in my lane and, and, spot check them but let them manage that's smart and do their jobs mm-hmm. it, it's hard to let go of that control yeah, yeah. no it was ha- i was i was so happy it was fun that to see that daniel had stopped by because we were going to talk and it was just right I, I like you know i didn't know how far away he was going to go in general like he yeah was... he he came he's like well, plainfield where, where the hell am i he's like is this even a suburb of chicago i'm like yeah man we're only 30 miles out it's not my fault he came during rush hour uh, did he come with his kids uh, he picked up his son, I believe, from camp in Minnesota. They were trucking back uh, their way home. So, wow. So, his what other sp- going on a nice barbecue tour? With yeah, him. that's great. What what other cities are close by? So, people, if they're in uh, Naperville, is, is a big one. People would know Joliet. We're sandwiched okay. in between those. Okay, and then Chicago. And- maybe you've heard of that one. No, that one. About I Thirty miles north. <laughs> that one I haven't heard of. You know what's funny is too. I didn't realize. It's not super close, but Milwaukee isn't far from Chicago. Milwaukee, I can be there in under two hours. 
so bizarre. I'd like it's once you just there a couple of weeks ago. It's just weird that I I don't like. There's certain parts of the United States that I know well, and then sure. just, unless you're traveling around a lot, you're just gonna yeah. So okay, so two hours. That's not so. So someone comes in Milwaukee for a business trip, they can come down and see both locations in uh, November. They'll be able to go to both spots. Right from Milwaukee, they're probably more inclined to go to Chicago than Plainfield. I don't know why, but. No, but the, now after we're this, changing that. After this, no, they'll kidding. want to. Yeah, after this, hopefully. I'm super pumped. I, we got a clear advantage with them offset pits that others don't get to cook on. Yeah. Uh, so we, we should be producing some of the better barbecue, no doubt. And no also, excuse. too, those Centex are beautiful pits. I didn't They are. That. I've seen them all. Uh, John Brotherton, I fell in love with his Centex. That's when I ordered them. I was, uh, where was it? Houston Barbecue Fest. You know, okay. and just seeing the, all the different pits and stuff. And I just, I fell in love with everything about the Centex. Excellent. So can you go over really quickly what your proteins are? Yeah. So we uh, we sell meats by the half pound, uh, counter service, sliced brisket, chopped brisket, pastrami. Uh, and then we get into pork. We do pork ribs. We do pork belly. We just switched that over to pork belly burn ends. Uh, that's been really good for us because yeah. I get a better margin on them and I've been selling out of them daily. Pulled pork. Uh, we do turkey breasts smoked salmon those are the meats by the half pound daily and then uh sausages like we always have a hot link on we always have a jalapeno cheddar link on uh and then we like to throw one other on that we mix and mix out uh we just did a polish uh we did smoked bratwurst when baseball started we've done boudin and then just like different plays on like a jalapeno cheddar maybe it's a serrano with oaxaca cheese or that's awesome different yeah whatever something fresh and different and all scratch made Yes, yes, yes. Everything's made in the yeah, house. The only thing huge, we do yeah. not make here is the bread. We make our sauces, our different rubs, and all of our sides are scratch made. And then sides wise, do you guys have like rotating sides, or is there a constant? We're we're keep maybe two to three rotating, uh, uh, but we have a lot of the standards like tater tot casserole will never leave. Uh, we do a Mexican elote style corn, which I would like to change the sis up, but there's a cult following for it, and I'd be hated. Uh, we make our own mac and cheese sauce, obviously. So we got mac and cheese. We do fried Brussels sprouts. We do green beans, coleslaw. I got to offer vinegar and creamy because, because, because. it's a different clientele. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we try to, my menu's pretty tight. It's pretty focused. I even want to tighten it up and take a couple things off and just maybe just run them as specials here or there. Dessert. I, I forget if I saw dessert. dessert. Yes. Uh, dessert, we usually have a few. Right now we do a... Salted caramel bread pudding, uh, banana oh. puddings every day. Uh, we do a peach cobbler right now, but I'm probably going to switch that out with something new soon. Yeah. Just we try to keep those rotating and different. Banana yeah. pudding would never leave. Yeah, well, it can. And then yeah. so what? what's your ideal platter for yourself? If you were making a platter, say for a friend that came in. Or, or... If you came in here and I was making you a platter right now, you're you're getting a little of a lot. So you're definitely getting uh, probably a slice of fatty, a slice of lean, maybe a burn on thrown on that. Probably a slice of pastrami, bare rib, uh, jalapeno cheddar link. I would push you that way. Daniel really loved ours. It was funny. You know, he eats so much barbecue. He, he ate a brisket. He's like, this is really, really good brisket. And then he took a bite of the sausage and just looked at me like with a smile, like a little kid. <laughs> oh, that's I'm great. like, wow. Like you've probably eaten a lot of jalapeno cheddar sausage, but that one really yeah. struck a chord with you. I was honored. Okay, cool. Uh, what else would I throw on that sucker? Our wings are crazy good. Cool. Turkey's the sleeper of the menu, I feel. 
Yeah. Good, good turkey is to die yeah, for. Yeah. Yeah. I had a piece just 20 minutes ago. It almost like melted in my mouth. It's like, holy shit. Good job, guys. Yeah. And that's good. So for I, people I come too, and then. I spot check. You know, I look for the problems and we, we correct them and, and I let smart. the guys do their jobs. Hey, that sounds like a great. It great sucks. Day. I mean, if I had my way, I'm cooking brisket every single day, which I probably will be doing in Yorkville. I'm going to make that my job. I, I own the smokehouse there. So, I got a butchery a background. So like sausage making, butchery, and just some about cooking the meats, you know, being out in the smokehouse in the middle of the night. It's, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a peaceful zen. time. It's a zen time. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also too, it gets you in the head space. And, and, and I've talked to a bunch of different chefs, like different walks of life. And it's the restaurant business is it's cyclical and it's kind of, it, it's it starts out with like a clean restaurant and bring people in and then you clean it up for the same so it's kind of nice to have like your own time away yeah oh god yeah yeah, yeah. yes it indeed does. especially when you own the place like a, you get pulled away more and more from the things you love to do yeah, i definitely. try to stay in my lane and, and do what i'm good at like you see the size of my office here pretty <laughs> effing small it's like a closet <laughs> i'm not an office guy i'm a hands-on production yeah. guy that's good, but you still uh, have to have an office, but it's just, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And so, so was your family all out there or? So, uh, when I was ready to open this, um, I had some investments lined up. I had the people that owned the building uh, willing to put in money if needed. I was able to partner with my, I have four brothers. I come from a family of five oh. boys. Wow. I partnered with my <laughs> oldest brother. He uh, was selling off a couple businesses he owned. Uh, he was in the massage world, Envy. Did really, really well, but he got wow. out of that and uh, invested in this. So he's the business savvy one. I'm the day-to-day -day functions guy. Cool. So he has no barbecue at all, but he is very business smart. And he takes care of that end. I take care of this end, and it works. Oh, nice. That's cool. So you do have family that's out in that area too. So that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. My dad's here. My dad runs our office, does all the catering. My my wife fields uh, social media and complaints. Uh, if the complaint needs a phone call, that is on me. I make the phone calls. <laughs> uh, my mom helps out running the register a couple of days a week, so it's very much oh, a family I love that. business. I love that. So then they'll be splitting time between the both locations once that happens. My, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Kind I, didn't, of. I knew that your wife was involved, but I didn't realize all the other. Okay, yeah, my dad's the office guy, which is great because it's it's good for him and it, it helps us a ton. It's nice that you have a dad that's still with us too. That's, that's cool. so cool. That's yes, awesome. it is. Yes, it is. And it, it's fun that uh, this has been uh, pretty well received. So it's been a good run five years in. That's awesome. Well, it's, this has been just so great to talk to you. And I, and it's, it's taken us a little while to get this going, but I, I did, I, there's a lot that I did that I learned. A lot of people will learn a lot from this. Sure. They'll, they'll have heard of green street. They'll have heard of all these different things. And then your background too, with fine dining, that, mirrors certain people but a lot of people don't have that background right it's not nice. right it's yeah nice there's a couple making... people i know down there yeah that you're making scratch made sausage and that all the meats are high-end and then also the, the centex and the second location i think this is i'm so excited i can't wait to do a part two maybe we do one maybe it'll have to be after the holiday season so that way you can kind of look back and see how it all worked because i don't want to get you in the middle of holiday season sure, sure. whenever you're ready i'll, I'll make love myself but available but hopefully in the fall this is good stuff I'll be able to come out and visit you, but thank you so much, Brad, and your team's doing an awesome job. And thank you for doing the tour and uh, awesome. Well, have a great day. All right, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Good luck with everything. All right, cool. You too. Bye.